This week's episode of the award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Dope Fiends. It's because Beyonce, I now know the struggle of a dope fiend in being in complete mm. DTs mm-hmm. and misunderstanding, being lost in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly checking for this new album. Uh, we were hoping it was going to happen before the tour. There's like some speculation that it might happen like as the tour goes on tomorrow at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I am, I've scratched skin off of my flesh oh my waiting God. on this album. You got me out here like a dope fiend, sis. I don't appreciate it. This album anxiety is no fucking joke. I want the UK recorders because y'all are going to get to see the shit first. I want y'all to hold your camera steady. Please. And if you are recording with a device older than two years old, do not upload it to the internet. Let somebody else do that. Turn it this way. What this way called? No. The vertical, the horizontal. I want to see this this in... um, 1080p. I need this in 4D. I need a 4D IMAX experience. So if you don't have a device capable of that, just hold your recordings to yourself. You know, enjoy the the performance and being there in person. Um, Some of us didn't get to see that yet. (laughs) So please hold your camera steady. The gang is, I was like, you said dope fiends, and I was like, this better turn around to be Beyonce related. Oh, it's <laughs> not just held on. I just held on. It, Beyonce came right on through. Shout out. Because they had an 18-wheeler. It said OTR2 official merchandise. And the caption said, bitch, it better be it an be, album. It better be a whole bunch of motherfucking <laughs> albums be a, in there. got a new album in there. <laughs> at least some goddamn Formation World Tour DVDs. Or at least some uh, some of those Letterman jackets from Coachella on sale. Since she can sell all of them, hopefully. Well, mm. I'm sure Beyonce tour merchandise sold out. So, I'm just holding out hope. For Mine me. on Layaway. All right. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And, of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. You can follow me on anything you can follow any nigga on. I am A.K.A. the Whole Master, H-O-L-E. B.K.A. the only top in the House of Evangelista. Our icebreaker this week is, um, what's your my Vista username? <laughs> That's not our icebreaker this week. Our icebreaker this week uh, actually is Pride inspired because this is Pride Month, and though even though the the White House for the second year in a row has ignored Ooh, the fact that Pride Month exists, we will be extra gay on this here goddamn episode. Hello, we will be especially gay. In spite of the ignoral of not the ignoral, <laughs> the executive, but it is fucking now. <laughs> the bitches ignored us. The ignoral, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google it. Big crowds, big crowds. <laughs> Name three things that you like about tops and three things that you like about bottoms. Three things I like about tops. Um, uh, we talking about strict tops or verse tops? Here we go. You know, you only <laughs> you only fuck verse top, so I guess that's all you know. Um, I like masculine men's feet. Oh, I'm about to. Oh, I'm also about to assert masculinity and feminine. Femi, who? Okay. Femini. Okay. See. Hashtag. Femininity to tops and bottoms. I like masculine men's feet. Um, let's see. Also, for the body type of man that I like, I I really like the body type of what I perceive to be a top. 
Um, blessed in a lot of the different areas. You've been catfished before, though. So, oh, child, I've been blessed. I've been catfished this week. <laughs> well, last week because it's a new week. It was okay. Um, and um, the third thing is. Mm, the third thing Well of course the third one should obviously be pain But I'm going to be You know political and analytical LOL mm. And say um, mm. Let's see beards Let's go with beards Bottoms don't okay. have beards This is the masculinity and femininity being problematic And I can't quite, accept that Quite Because quite. I'm sitting here with full Around the world around my face So here we go Oh that's what that is it's called a strap. It's called the strap. A chin strap. A chin strap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like. It's like beard and training. You know, like I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hold bottoms. on to men's beards while they um in missionary. And what about your sisters? My sisters. I love the word fearless because first of all, you see the meme that um shout out to trans girls and femme girls because mass tops ain't never did nothing for us. Mm. So shout out to us because our personalities just wild out there, refusing to settle, including myself. Um. And shout out to the arches in our backs uh, Because woo, <laughs> We can make a break a man's day with that arch in their back And he'd be like ooh I was going to go home but I feel like I should go over there after work <laughs> So shout out to my sisters With the arches in their backs And the third one is Shout out to all the hours we spend in the bathroom Oh lord Amen Because rest in peace to those toilets mm. Dushing, Jesus. fleeting And Emodiums and oh, wow. trying to do some Pepto right quick to get it all out or whatever they use. Oh no, I don't know what they used to get. I feel like that's wrong. What do you need to use when you need to get it out? I don't know a suppository when we need to get it all out and then do it in Emodium. Child, we got thirty minutes and the water still ain't clear. We figured out. Shout out to us for that. Amen. Um, three things I like about tops. Um, the ones that stay out my inbox that would be amazing. That's one. Um. <laughs> Two, um, I like that they diversify the environment because sometimes people think of gay men as just feminine and just mm-hmm. makeup wearing and wig wearing types. Like yourself. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> three, um, I like to watch other tops fuck sometimes. Oh, wow. Especially if they got like a good stroke and, you know, and they sexy while they're doing it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something I like about the tops um bottoms the list um i love a pretty hole um as in being the whole master i love a pretty hole amen um i love um i guess the commitment because it takes a lot of goddamn commitment to say I'm a bottom and I love this and I don't give a fuck who cares or who hates about it. Any of that. The I, physical act or both. Okay. Um, definitely the bottoms that want that are pro bottoming and you mm-hmm. know, want it to not be a bad word. I love those type of bottoms. Um I love bottoms who look like tops. Okay, here we go. That's three. Alright. So but why they gotta look like tops though? Cause you it's confusing. Us. It's confusing because you look at them and you think, Ugh, mm, "That's the top." Ugh. I we ain't even gonna match. I don't even know. I shouldn't even speak to that nigga. And they be like, "I love dick." What do you? What? I just look like this. I love dick though. 
Okay. I love that. Probably. That's the that's the opposite of catfishing. That's like that's gold fishing. <laughs> you found gold. Okay. Amen. Um, today's words of the day. There are two words of the day. W e r d. Pride month. Um, feckless and pegging. Oh Lord, shout out to feckless. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> <clears throat> so pegging. For those of you in the audience that don't know what pegging is, pegging is when someone is using something other than a penis to have sex with a man, particularly in his ass. Um, that is going to become more relevant throughout the episode. A dildo, a strap-on? Yeah, more than likely a, stra- a, a strap-on. Because okay. a dildo is more like... I mean, I guess you could be pegging someone with a dildo, uh, but pegging. If it's in the ass and it ain't a real penis, it sounds like, oh my gosh, smooth. <laughs> or come closer. <laughs> oh, there, I don't know. There's a niche for that. I don't know. I'm confused. There's a niche. Um, feckless, lacking initiative or strength of character and or irresponsible. Feckless, also going to come up here in the episode. Okay, but like, okay. All right, I want to define those words before we use those words, so people would know why. That's not in my vocabulary, but okay. Oh, it's it, oh, it's it's very much on the front. Okay, tongue of the country right now. Hot topics. Um, I'm scared. Trump meets the rump was a classic read. I'm Trump only gonna, meets the rump. I'm only gonna spend like ten seconds on this because it really don't it really don't move nothing. Because when Kim Kardashian went to the White House, she really didn't move nothing. Um, she pretended to be going there to talk about criminal criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. They get no criminal justice reform done. Just took a, no announcements have been made. Just took a selfie with the president mm-hmm. and um, the New York Post um, got that ass together on their front page and said the Trump meets Rump. Um, obviously, all the conser- conservatives were up in arms and said, "Oh my God, why would you objectify a woman like that?" I was like, "What is this? Is Kim Kardashian?" The objectifier in chief. What do you mean? Objectify her. Um, so I thought it was a classic read. I love the read. Um, and keep them coming because it was just, it was a publicity stunt. And then there were people that Trump talked to afterwards that were saying that he only met with her because of Kanye's current semi endorsement, semi like, semi love, all that bullshit mm-hmm. that he was doing. He to wore get a mega hat, make America great again. Right. And to get. Um, more appeal to black voters And I'm like if you're trying to appeal to black voters Talking to Kim Kardashian and Kanye West Is that not it. That that's, it. Not it. that's not it You need a new strategy bruh. Shout out to his strategist <laughs> Or like they're Making all that money um, So The next biggest story in Hot Topics Was Samantha B um, Called Ivanka Trump A feckless cunt Yeah she was ran through the mill um, because Roseanne Barr just got fired for saying something off the cuff and racist. Uh, whereas Samantha B said something absolutely true and correct of Ivanka Trump. And I don't think that she should have apologized. I thought that this was a really big story because um, the story that she was talking about in regards to Ivanka Trump was um, the tearing apart of children from parents as the parents were arrested by ICE agents and taken out of this country and the kids are left here to fend for themselves or be put in the system. We will put them in great adoption for homes and put them in great 
so and so. Like I was like, all these surrogates for Donald Trump were coming out saying like they want to put these kids in adoption. Why would you do that when the the what they've been doing so far is like deporting the taking the whole family, putting them back out of the country instead of just putting the parents out and keeping the kid. I mean, like, child, there's still more U.S. tax dollars that we're going to have to spend, but y'all want us to have a military parade, so this is why we're not going to have the money for the military parade. <laughs> that as well, yes. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I love Samantha B's commentary. I think that she was absolutely <coughs> correct. I just wish that she would not have apologized. I wish that she would have stuck to her guns. So while all that was going on, Ivanka Trump posted a picture on Twitter of her son talking about like, her pride and joy or her number right. one something. And Samantha B said like that was very... It was, the, it was a cute photo, but the wrong time to post it, especially when the news right now was about... Um, the Trump administration deporting right mothers because if Ivanka Trump put herself in the same position, i.e., mm-hmm. feckless, because she didn't put herself in the same position, she couldn't see the country taking her away and sending her to Slovenia and leaving her son here mm-hmm. without a parent. She makes couldn't no sense at all. So she is feckless and she is a cunt. Uh-oh. So I stick by that, even if Samantha B doesn't. I I understand Samantha B. Well, she apologized for saying it, but that doesn't mean that she took it back. What she said, she's like, I apologize. It, you know, that if it offended anyone, and then CBS said that it came out and TBS said that it was a abhorrent statement and mm-hmm. things like that. She shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I mean, come like from a class of people that don't apologize for shit when they are wrong. I don't think that Samantha B should have even apologized. I should. I think she really should have just stuck to her guns and said, "I said what I said," huh. and it ain't changing. All right now. Um, the gay PSA this week is: gay rights are civil rights, and until more of them are afforded to gay people, we don't have full civil rights in this country. And by that, I will go into the next biggest story: um, the Supreme Court. Is trying us during Pride. Um, we have they waited to Pride, bitch. Y'all could came out with this in April. Yeah, well, a lot of historic decisions come down in June, including they wait to the end the marriage equality that happened um, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and we were all real gay and proud in the streets. Mm-hmm. And so they apparently have forgotten that and said, "Well, we can take you know a little bit of liberty, liberty with those rights." This month, mm-hmm. um, and I'm absolutely, I'm just not here for it. Um, we've talked about the case on the show a couple episodes last week, um, where the bakers were allowed. Well, one baker in particularly was allowed to not serve a gay couple because it was his art. No, he said he don't serve. He don't make wedding cakes for same sex couples. Then when he got to the Supreme Court, he claimed it was art. Yeah, bitch, you bitch. That ain't what you said at first. Um, I I mean I am a a person that believes that art can be very um, abstract, and mm-hmm. you can call a lot of things that you do art. I think this is a form of art. I think that um, my semi-nude photo shoots is art. Um, I'm not quite sure about wedding cakes. I feel like if you've made a few wedding cakes. You probably can make another one, Uh-oh. and it's not quite art, but the Supreme Court said it is. So I'm not here for it. Um, I'm not here for it. 
I really think that the the overarching theme here, the bigger problem, is that gay rights are not protected rights the way that um, women's rights are, the way that minorities' rights are, as far as you know, uh, black black people, brown people, things like that. Those rights are very protected. And if this case were to go to the Supreme Court and it was about a black couple or a brown couple or a Jewish couple, this would have ended a whole lot differently. But gay, it seemed is looked at as other and is not as protected as some of those other classes. And that is the overarching problem here where it should be, it should be just as protected as women's rights. So if you denied making a woman a cake because she was a woman, Uh you would be sued for that. Mm -hmm. If you denied a black couple for making a wedding cake for them because they were black, you would be sued for that. So why is baking cakes for a gay couple not as protected as those other things? That is the overarching period problem that I have with that. The Supreme Court in their decision said, like, this is an amazing case. It's a great case, but it's just not the right case to have us make the decision on. So, you know, for the next, until it's um, justice is served, they're going to keep searching for the right case to present to the Supreme Court. That's going to be the right one to get get the decision that's in our favor because it's going to show up especially in trump's america so justice will be here soon let's hope so on a lighter note we were asked um about brunch places here in dc that's our listener question oh okay so we'll wait for listener questions for that um next is the tv moment probably of 2018 when beyonce won the super bowl was Beyonce there this year? I don't she know. I just assume. No, we wish. Oh, okay. she, we wish that she was. Beyonce wins every year. In my, in my. She won this year because she wasn't there. I mean, people were like, I don't where, know. Where, Beyonce? Who was there? Mm. Who was playing? Mm. I don't know. Beyonce. I just know the Eagles won. I don't even remember uh, who. Anyway, Beyonce. The TV moment of 2018 so far, and probably for the rest of the year, is the debut of Pose. Mm-hmm. Pose is something that we talked about. Probably 10 or 15 episodes ago when it was going into production um, and we were excited Nervous. for the visibility. Ryan Murphy's producing and writing and things. We were excited because it's a white dollar, but nervous because it's also a white voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I was still nervous all the way up until like the first three minutes into the <laughs> show. And I was like, what are y'all going to do? <laughs> I feel a lot more comforted that... Janet Mock mm-hmm. was a writer on the show and then developed into a producer on the show, which is why oh. I think that we got the quality of show that we did get mm-hmm. from Pose. Pose was something that we have been looking for as far as representation on TV for a long motherfucking time. And to finally get it is so rewarding. I'm so excited to see this. I'm going to watch every episode. Okay. Every episode on with bated breath, and I think that you guys should too. If you have not seen Pose yet, go check it out. It's on FX. Um, the this, first episode is free on iTunes. It's also an hour and a half, so clear your schedule a little bit. <laughs> but it is worth every fucking minute. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack, that that part, mm-hmm. the. Reference to HIV and AIDS in the early 80s is what caught me. Like, I was 
I was arrested. I didn't. I wasn't expecting it. I think that it should. It's absolutely correct. It should be in that place. Um, but I just didn't. I didn't think the TV was ready to do that. Like on the level of Philadelphia and Philadelphia, the movie from nineteen early nineteen nineties, um, portrayed it as such a visceral and real thing, but only for a certain type of person, the yuppie white guy type. And this finally portrayed um, what the HIV and AIDS epidemic in the early 80s, early to mid 80s was for black and brown LGBT people, the most affected by um, the disease. I was excited about it. Shout out to Pray Tell, portrayed by um, Billy Porter, mm-hmm. who had told her, um, what was her name? It was Rodriguez, I forget her first name, the house of Evangelista, the mother of the house. Blanca. She had been diagnosed with HIV, and he told her, girl, okay, you've been diagnosed, but you're not dead yet, honey, get up and keep on living. I lived for Pray Tell for telling her that. I lived for Electra um, when she was telling who would become Miss Evangelista, Mother Evangelista, that um, she could never and she could go into the outside and in daylight and be served like a real fish at Bergdorf's. I got my life. And shout out to the young man whose um, father had put him out. And when the mother came home, she was like, what? You brought this? gay stuff in my house and left him out there on the curb who's played by a trans model a trans i can't remember that person's name right now but um just the whole thing everything it was very it was very trans positive amazing the they had the stereo speakers they had the music they had like when they went into the museum and just everything like the ball like when you look at um paris's branding it was very very copycat, but just very real because that's, Paris is Burning is a documentary and they made it, they emulated the realness of that. And so, of course, the category is realness. 100% tens across the board for Pose. Love yeah, it. I don't think it was a copycat of um, Paris is Burning. I think Paris is Burning was just the blueprint mm-hmm. that they went by and said, yeah. okay, this is an obvious, accurate portrayal of this culture and this community. Mm-hmm. Let's not steer far from that because what it's accurate. And if they had not stuck accurate to that, then I would have been ready to drag it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Me too. Hashtag. But they didn't. And they, they followed the the blueprint of Paris is Burning, which is obviously iconic and which is obviously a classic. And so many of my millennial uh, brethren have not seen it yet. I don't know why you have not. But if you have not seen Paris is Burning fully... In your lifetime. Well, the DVD on Amazon when I bought it was $26. And that's a lot of money. Yeah, you don't got to buy the full DVD. I think you should because it should still be financially supported. But there are plenty of places to watch it. Um, Also, one more thing. Shout out to Mother Evangelista for walking into that dance school. Mm -hmm. And having her her new child's back. She's like, ma'am, you need to see my son turn this party. I know... She and like her going to the school to make him get the application, then he was uh, not as confident enough to turn it back in. But then the mother still came right on back around and got him an audition. And then he went in there and was like flubbing it at first. And then I don't think he was flubbing it at all, I think he was giving it. And then he was trying to, he was, well, I wanted like he was at a five and I'm then typical dance words like pirouettes and scales and lines and like t- dance words. I was like, I wasn't really seeing any of those. 
dance jargon words that I was looking for. But then he got into it. Personality. He brought personality into it as he got into it. Like, that's also a part of it. And so he got it together and then they made the decision and all those things. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we won't spoil it completely, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but, I mean, the song is very... It's a crescendo of a song. I want to dance with somebody. Well, first of all, music in the eighties was like a five and a half minute song. You got all the more out. reason why that's the one you should dance to because you need to see me dance. You, you, I don't want you to get like a two minute snapshot. I want you to see me dance full okay. out, and it's a crescendo song. And so I think that he was like feeling the, you know, um, nervousness mm-hmm. of. A on-spot fucking interview. Can you imagine like going to the school of your choice, I don't the have school my of your tape. dreams? I don't have my clothes. I don't have. She said, Bit. "Here, I got it. I got it. I got it." She was like, "And all he had was a fucking tape." I love. <laughs> I lived for all the tape references because I'm old, and seeing tapes again excited me. I, I want to find some of my old mixtapes from the old okay. then days, but. I ain't got A side and B side recording. Um, so I, I mean, everyone resonated with his uh, performance, and it was obviously great. Again, I think um, one of the the better parts of the show for me was when they started touching on, you know, obviously because this is close to my heart, is when they started touching on the AZT. Oh part, yeah, because I saw the tragedy. There's new drugs like AZT on the market. Right, and I saw the tragedy coming, mm. and I just I I ugh. Mm. it hurts my heart because I feel like somebody on the show is gonna start AZT. So many people believed it was the leading drug at the time. Yeah, um, it was the leading drug at the time. It had minimal research. The same thing that people uh, try to pretend drag prep about, but prep has been in. Uh, use and in research for over 15 Child, years long time um so it's not the same thing but as heartbroken as i am to see the story of azt being brought on mm. post i i am excited because hopefully it will garner a discussion about prep because azt ended up killing so many people um because they, you know, they didn't rushed have any, it to market. Yeah, they, well, they definitely rushed it to market, but they didn't have anything else, and so people were faced with the AIDS epidemic of people dying in three years, within three years. And if there's a medication that's gonna hopefully give me four or five more years longer, of course I want to take it. Ooh, the drug gave you three, and then you start asking for four or five. All right. <laughs> But it didn't even give them that though. Oh, so once they started taking it, it nine ten months you start wasting. Yeah. They talked about wasting, wasting away. away. They talked and about again. And so for the the public health person in me, I'm excited and disheartened to see those moments progress because I know they're gonna fuck up somebody on the on the show. Pose I, it, was so good and so real. Like every they thought about everything. They thought about everything. Absolutely, and I feel like hopefully if they go down this road. Hopefully, hindsight will be twenty twenty for the audience that is currently watching this. And I don't want that for my life. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be on prep, or I'd rather be absent. Oh lord! So, hopefully, that's the only way for you, huh? Um, that's the only way for a lot of people. It's really the only way for a lot of people. Um, the the condom war did not win. We did not win in the condom war. Um, and obviously, the condom war in the eighties. <laughs> Might as well have not even fucking happened. 
So, yes, I do believe that it is the best weapon that we have against HIV. And I absolutely will stand by that, especially in the face of AZT, because she cannot talk to me. Okay, we're supposed to be moving on to brighter news. She cannot talk to me. She still can't talk to me. Oh, my God. Um, the Orlando Pulse at anniversary is coming up. Um, I still want us to be proudful and happy and joyful and belligerent and all those wonderful things this month because we deserve but still be vigilant because we have seen time after time after time after time after time some of these people do repeat crimes and do copycat crimes and things of that nature and um, we can defend against that by being vigilant Um, the Orlando Pulse shooting that happened June 12th um, yeah, June twelfth, before our next episode airs, that's why I want to make sure we highlight it. Um, was one of the most catastrophic shootings by one, a single mass shooter. Is it the highest death toll? Um, well, close to after the Las Vegas one, because Las Vegas, I think he killed like fifty, fifty five, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fifty five yeah. versus forty nine. It's too many. It's, it's still many. it's still a fucking lot. What? And it doesn't need to happen again. And we just need to be vigilant. Does it mean we should not go out to gay clubs? No. Does it mean that we should not be out in the streets celebrating and being our best gay self? Nope. But it means that we need to be vigilant. So I will leave us with. That. Um, also, this week, um, Jesse Duplantis. Who? Jesse Duplantis, a world famous and renowned televangelist, pastor, Creole Cajun white man, um, put in the news. So he's from Louisiana. How you say it? Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. He put in the news that he would like a $54 million jet. And it has not made the same headlines as Creflo Dollar when he asked for one. They are both wrong. But God called him. God can call you to be up here and God can call you to be in Tel Aviv um, in 30 minutes. You got to figure out how to get there. If your God is saying that to you, I'm sure he will make a way for you to get there. But the way to get there is not a $54 million jet. <laughs> you jealous. I'm not. I'm not. You don't understand. I, but I do. They're thinking so all your I planes. was a supporter. I was a supporter of Jesse Duplantis. My was. mother was. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely was. Um, was my Me and my mother were supporters of Jesse Duplantis like years, years, years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I like his ministry. I mm-hmm. liked his ministry. I liked a lot of things that he represented. Um he was, you know, the kind of black voice from a white person that we all liked and mm-hmm. wanted. I heard he had like good music. Oh, he had great music. Okay, it's Louisiana. Of course. <laughs> for, for I mean, he has a mostly black congregation and a mostly black following. Um, but now he would like a jet. He already has a jet. Um, he would like a bigger and faster jet that is worth fifty-four million dollars, and mm-hmm. he is believing. Amen. And asking his faith. Steady. His congregation to help him support this $54 million jet. I'm not here for it. And none of y'all should be fucking here for it. I don't understand. Did Crap No Dollar ever get his jet? No. Oh. I don't understand. <laughs> That's what I was really thinking. Why the fuck we think that people doing God's work need 
so much. You're when to throw it back into is that the right word back into your community or something like that? Absolutely. People who have riches are supposed to share it or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. The the times that Jesus walked this earth, he walked this earth in the shittiest of sandals and the humblest of um, dressings. Dressings. Out. You know, mm-hmm. I was really trying to think of Mumu. Because <laughs> you know what that girl on Drag Race wore that she got a limited caftans. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Mm. Well, he wore the humblest of those, and he still got his message out to the whole wide world, and his message reverberates thousands of years later. How in the fuck do you need so much more to reach so many less people? Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Because when Jesse Duplantis dies, and I really, um, I really, you're not wishing death on people. I'm not wishing it, but I just thought he was real close a long time ago. Because as long as I've been alive, he's been an old man, and I've been here a while. (laughs) Oh, okay. And, um, I, I, I assure you that probably 40 years after his death, not many people will be talking about the ministry of Jesse Duplantis. Cue the shade fan. Um, so I'm confused as where is the return on investment that we're seeing here? Are you saving 54 million more lives because you need this jet? Are you um, are you bartering to become the next pope? I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm missing it. I'm missing it. Um, so please, if you are a, a supporter of Jesse Duplantis, if you are a Christian denier of they should be just as rich as. You know, rappers, and they should be just as rich as any other celebrity. Please let me know in the comments why you feel like Jesse Duplantis needs a $54 million jet. Because I don't know. Thank you guys so much for leaving us comments on Apple Podcasts. Search for our name in your app here for it. Click the reviews tab and click write a review. Um, I was supposed to have prepared to have read one right now, but I'm going to read it later. Um, This week in social studies... I was going to bring up um, chronic escapism and um, are you depending on that? Um, I was like, oh, child. No, I would want to escape myself. And like in the upcoming months, I'm going to be escaping with TV. So I decided to change social studies this week to um, upcoming TV shows for the summer months. Well, one, since they left Scandal Ain't No More. And um, since a lot of my other shows don't come back to the end of September. Um, oh, the first one on my list is Pose on FX, which airs on Sundays. We talked about that already. First on mine. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, season four is the final season. Part one of that is up on Netflix right now. Since eight is about eight people who somehow come together and can share the same thoughts or something like that. Eight degrees of separation. Yeah. That is coming out this Friday, June the 8th. It's going to be a movie. Their finale is a movie coming out this Friday, June 8th on Netflix. Claus returns on TNT this Sunday. The girls in the nail salon, they also laundering money to a drug scheme through a um, Russian a outpatient. Russian agents. R- pa- r- it's real, it's, I can't explain it, but I'm living for Claus. I get in my life. Love Is is airing on OWN Tuesday nights starting June 19th. Um, the lady who created Girlfriends is the story, it's her. Loosely based on her life story as a screenwriter in the 1990s and the guy who became her husband. I think he was like a up and coming director or something like that. He did something behind. They both did things behind the scenes 
And Love Is is supposed to be about their life in L.A. in the 90s, struggling to make it all come together. But, of course, they're married now, so, of course, it all comes together somehow. But not without <laughs> struggle. Maybe. Um, Power returns to stars starting Sunday, July 1st. You want to see if Omari Hardwick, who plays Ghost, and um, 50 Cent, who plays... I don't know what his character name is, but um, we all know what Power is about. Drug lords and club owners in New York City and... They're getting into it, selling drugs and laundering money through the club. And um, they killed. Oh, I don't know if it's too much. No, somebody died last season, so it's going to be revenge to be had. And so, woo, you definitely at least want to watch the season premiere because it's going to be amazing. And if you like watching me and you know that I'm the CVS brand of (laughs) Omar Hardwick, go watch the real one. (laughs) The last thing on my list is Insecure is coming back to HBO on Sunday, August 12th. So by the time we get it to Love Is Real Good, about six weeks, then um, Insecure gonna come back with Issa Rae, Herbe. They well, he claimed that he has Lawrence claims he has been filming any, but I heard his voice on like the season promo, so I kind of feel like they're saving him for shade, especially since so many people were Team Lawrence the season before. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, so if you're Team Issa or Team Lawrence, we're gonna find out on HBO August twelfth. Some other things that's going to be wrapping up during the summer months. RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm Team Asia O'Hara. They're down to the top five, so I'm sure they'll be getting it together soon. Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, They're trying to read the grand dame about her taxes and the other girl who live in Landover and don't live in Potomac. And the girls had the events on the same night. And is it about friendship? I'm liking it. Um... Basketball Wives is back, and of course it's still Evelyn versus Tammy because ain't nobody else with a big personality on this show. Everybody else just supporting characters. I live for Jackie Christie, though. Um, and loving Hip Hop Atlanta with Tokyo Vanity. Um, I think she's a great addition to the cast. I think her and her boyfriend arguing back and forth, and Carla Red continues to be messy. And I think Spice was a, a great addition to the show. So what do y'all think about loving Hip Hop Atlanta? Um, are there any... My question is... Are there any YouTube series that we should be watching over the summer? I've seen a lot of people are watching Chasing Atlanta, which is um, a online series about men in Atlanta who are, I guess, chasing fame or chasing stardom or chasing something. I don't know. But I hear that Chasing Atlanta is a hoot. But what other YouTube series should we be watching over the summer so I can spend my time at work um, watching that? Let us know in the comments or anywhere you see us on social media. There was a... um a cast member on Chasing Atlanta that wanted me to come on to be his fake boyfriend. <laughs> and so when you watch Chase Atlanta, um, try to figure out which one of those cast members it would be. Are you serious or are you lying? No, I'm dead serious. I'm like, because we're recording live. No, oh, I'm okay. dead serious. <laughs> and I have the DMs to back it up. Uh-oh. Um, this person was like, oh, no, you know, you just come to Atlanta. I know you, you don't live in Atlanta, but you probably would only have to come like maybe once a month. Do some filming with me. You know, you know, we're dating and blah, blah, blah. This and that. I was like, Oh, uh, you know who I am. You know I'm not about that shit. But okay, that's cute for you. So I'm excited to see maybe this person uh, found a stand-in for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> maybe a CVS brand of me. No. Um, but I was aware of the, aware of the show almost almost a year ago when they uh, started. You know the talks and uh, the production of it, and I was like, uh, no. If I'm ever gonna be on TV, it's not gonna be as a rental boyfriend. That that won't be it. Uh oh. Um, Sexual health this week. What's going on? Yeah. Um, 
well, one, don't be a rental boyfriend. <laughs> Take that as sexual health. Um, also, before we would like to wish a happy, 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 happy birthday to one of our loyal followers, subscribers, Hive members, King Willem, TT president on Instagram. He has been supporting us for almost since day one, basically. Yes. Um, and his birthday just passed this weekend. Happy birthday. I hope he twerked something or has something Uh-oh. twerked on him. Okay, that's more like it. Okay, I think okay. it's more that direction. Whichever <laughs> one. You, you, do, I don't know. You can do something strange for your birthday. I want you to be happy. <laughs> yes, be happy. So we wish him a happy, happy birthday. Um, make sure you guys go check him out on Insta when you get a chance. It's TT President. Um, this week in sexual health. Um, we have talked about gay rape before. What? Oh my god! Yeah, we we had a whole These serious topics every week. We had a whole title episode. Yeah, we did of gay rape. Okay. And so I felt it important to follow up. You to follow be one of up, girls. That just <laughs> in case you were ever in those situations. Amen. Um. So. Um, I've been a sexual assault resource counselor before, um, and they teach us some of these things. And I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to just be in a class. I feel like anyone can teach these things and um, know these things for yourself if you're ever in these situations or for friends or close ones if they are ever in these situations. Um, The CDC reports that one in 10 gay men will be raped or assaulted. Um, in their lifetimes, and that's why this is extremely important. So these are things that you can do after you've been sexually assaulted or raped um, to better your situation and to help you if you are ever in the situation or if anyone you love or are near are in these situations. Um, number one, you can go to the hospital and not involve the police if you want. So a lot of people, you know, they don't want to be tossed up in a whole police investigation or a whole prosecution and going to court and all of that. You know, they want to just sometimes suffer in silence or just get better on their own, handle things by themselves. And if you want, that is an option. A lot of people don't know that that is an option. You can literally go to the hospital, get treated, get tested, um, get your kit done and ask that it not be reported. Um that is extremely important because like a lot of a lot of people do not come forward with rape allegations or sexual assault allegations because they're afraid it's going to be made public um, and you're going to be in the middle of a whole bunch of shit. And you don't even have to be a celebrity for that same fear to happen. Like regular people um, fear those same things, especially in like the workplace. They don't want to get fired um, or in social circles. They don't want to be you know outed as a person that got sexually assaulted or raped or anything like that. So know that. Um, you can go to the hospital and we will be protected if you ask to not be reported. That's number one. Number two, evidence can be collected up to five days after a sexual assault. Sooner the better, though. I'm sure yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, yes, absolutely. Sooner the better. Um, but up to five days, because a lot of times after an assault or after a rape, you don't the guilt, you don't shame, right. You have all that going on. You don't. You, a lot of times, people. Stay to themselves or try to harm themselves within the first 24 hours after something like that happens. Mm-hmm. And you're in a place of, I don't know. I don't it's know what to do. Fault. It's never your fault. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and most hospitals have to keep 
these kits up to six months after they've been taken. So even if you decide at the point of something has happened to you, you don't want to go to the police. You don't want to go through a whole prosecution. You don't want to have to go through a whole all this shit is on social media or anything like that. You have up to six months to make the decision whether you want to take the kit to the police. And that's important in making these decisions because a lot of people don't want to make these decisions at the time of the incident. And they don't know if, you know, a month later is too too late because of, you know, a lot of shit going on in social media of people talking about the statute of limitations and shit like that. You have up to six months to get this kit uh, presented to the police or start pressing charges with the kit. Testing for date rape drugs can happen up to 72 hours after the incident. I know a lot of people have reported before that they didn't know whether they were date raped or not. They weren't sure. Something happened. They bl- they bl- they blacked out. They feel like something might have happened. They felt extremely bad the next day. All of those different um, variables and you know, they just continue to try to live on their life and hope that something didn't happen and hope that that was maybe a bad dream or something like that. You have up to 72 hours to go to a hospital, go to an emergency room and be tested to see if someone drugged you for them to find the drugs in your system. Um, it's also important for birth prevention. If you are a female, if you have um, a Vangie down there, you have a whole vagina and you think that, you know, you might have gotten pregnant because of Someone sexually assaulting you or raping you, you have up to 72 hours to get um, the prevention medications in case something like that happens. And finally, um, rape crisis counselors are also available in your area. So, again, you do not have to go through this alone. Um, You can be with someone like a rape crisis counselor that can tell you all your rights, that is sworn to not tell your shit to anyone else to the police or anyone else um and that can help you in this process especially if you're scared you're ashamed you don't know what to say you don't know what to do you don't know where to go right crisis counselors can help and i think that is extremely important this week in sexual health because again one in ten men one in ten gay men can be a lot of us and you should be armed with that kind of information if it's not for yourself, it could be for someone that you know or someone that you love. Bitch, when I tell you there was like some serious advice, I live. Come through. This is why I keep you around. Oh, okay. Because if I get raped, I need somebody to know that. Because I would have known like three or four of those things. No shade. I would not have known. Um, This week, um, I have an announcement. A serious, so severe. Um... I'm not a virgin anymore. Um, oh. This weekend, um, somebody came to town and put it down. And um, the song for my soul this week is actually a full album. Shout out to TGT. They were robbed at the Grammys with their album, Three Kings. Nice. So it went to Alicia Keys for This Girl This Girl Is On Fire. <laughs> Ooh, hopefully I'm not on fire anytime soon in Jesus' mm. name. Um, but... Shout out to TGT. Um, I, I have a whole Get That Dick playlist. And in the moment, all I could do was like, oh, my God, I need to turn on something. And th- um, Three Kings turned up in my recommended. And I just turned that on and played it from track one to track 
whatever we made it to. I think it was like track 11 or 12 we made it to. Um, so shout out to TGT, Tank, Genuine, Tyrese. Well, Tyrese is the big ticket because he was in Fast and the Fear. So Tyrese, Genuine, and Tank. Even though Tank wrote and produced most of the album, I think he should have been in the front, but whatever. Um, yeah, that was a really good album this weekend. It got me through a lot of things. A lot of things. <laughs> What's the song for your song? Sure, Jan. <laughs> sure. I mean, do you need a scooter after this? <laughs> um, I'm going to keep my business to my The rest of my business to myself. Oh, okay. We're doing that now. All right. Yes, Jan. I'll tell you off air, but yeah, we're recording live. <laughs> um, the song for my soul um has nothing to do with the aforementioned story uh, that my co-host has shared. Uh, it may sound similar. I'm sure that he may get a flashback or two, and that's his business and no one else's. Um, I'm not a virgin no more. I'm so happy for me. Uh, what? Because mm. that was a real belief out there in the community. Um, <laughs> do I have to grab the back of your neck? Uh oh. To make you listen to me. Yes, grab it, nigga. I mean, sir. Do you have to see me flashing this rose? A rose. A wave, okay. A wave in my role. This song, exactly. See, look at it. You knew it. From 1999, it was the debut album of Cisco. Into the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what? The song. You judge my the song for my soul has got to get it because sometimes you just got yeah. to mo- sometimes Woo. you just got to motherfucking get it. You got to get it, and if you have to grab the back of that Sarah, nigga's neck, oh you so silly <laughs> to let him know that this is not just Netflix and chill. Uh, this is this is about to be Netflix and dick. Oh, wow! Netflix and deal because this the, you about to get the deal pick. Ooh. Yes, you about to get the deal pickle tonight. <laughs> it's not Netflix and chill. You about to get the dick. I have no idea what you invited me over here for, but you about to get it. Uh oh. And so again, like What's I said, this song? got to get it. Oh, got to get. Oh, got wow. to get it. And it was really one of my favorite songs on the album when the album came out. I played the album from front to back when it came out in 1999 because I'm old. Um, but it still resonates. Amen. When you hear timeless. it. It is timeless. <laughs> I've heard it multiple times this week already. Oh and I still felt the same way that I felt um, then when I probably shouldn't have been thinking about mm-hmm. uh, grabbing a nigga by his neck and or a woman. Oh, so you think about girls back then probably. Ah, that doesn't have you anything to do with about it. Girls. You're nasty. That's my business. I got to get it. I got to get it. Just let me hit it. Just let me hit it. I'll kiss the lips under your navel. I'll go where he won't go. And that is another PSA out there. Send us your questions and comments to hereforitpod at gmail.com or to any inbox where you can find us on social media. Maurice on Instagram says, Hey, couple of things. Next week, rank the top five brunch spots in D.C. with the best looking man. That's what I can tell you. Also, I really can't wait for you guys to start doing events in the area. Love y'all like an eight-piece nugget pack at Chick-fil-A. Wrong company. Uh, but he loves us. So, uh, Maurice we'll on just Instagram. just go with a chicken pack from anywhere else. Anywhere else. else. With barbecue sauce. <laughs> Literally anywhere else. So, um, rank the top five brunch spots in D.C. with the best-looking men. Ooh. Um, yeah, good hmm. luck. I wish you the best. I 
Because I made my list based off the food. <laughs> I knew the question. I still made my list based uh, off the food. Well, <laughs> minus the, the experience. Minus the food, I would say sex. Because sex has literally some of the best looking men in um, boy oh, shorts. Oh, the burlesque. Um, it's a burlesque brunch. S-A-X. Yeah, S-A-X. Sex. It's a burlesque brunch. Um... And they are doing acrobatics. They are doing full dance routines. They give you like over an hour and a half of performance. And it is so fucking good. Okay. But eat brunch before you go. Uh-oh. <laughs> the food um, is questionable. For a person of my palate, I like bacon. I like eggs. I like some hash browns sometimes. A little bit of mimosa. They don't have none of those things. They don't have mimosa at brunch? No. They don't have bacon at brunch? No. It's very... We should lift them off the list. <laughs> it's, uh, no, but you. the question was about the men there uh. before the food. And that's why it's number one on my list. But okay. outside of the food. Right. Go have brunch first. Have an early brunch, probably 11, 12, 30-ish, and then you can be on time for the show. I think the show starts at 1. Okay. Um, But go have brunch first, then go to the show because the show... Is jaw dropping. It is amazing. It features some of the best looking gay men and quote unquote quote unquote straight men yep. in DC DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show is absolutely worth it. It is great. Um, but eat before you go. Um, before that, I would have to say, um, Beacon. Okay. So Beacon has, I think, the best actual food. And then you happen to see some of the the gays in the trade in Beacon at the same time. And it's in the same corridor as a lot of other um, brunches and a lot of other clubs and things to do on Sundays when people typically go to brunch here in D.C. Um, after Beacon, I would say Busboys and Poets, the downtown one. Um, there are few busboys and poets in the area, but the downtown Ooh. one just attracts on Sunday a different clientele. The one where the girl from the Howard scandal went. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, exactly. <laughs> you can get you one down there with some Gucci flip flops. location. Yeah. Um, after that, I would say 801 because the brunch is good and affordable. And if you get you a good window seat, you can see all the trade. Walking down U Street. Walking down, up and down U Street, figuring out which club they're going to. If they're going to Marvin's because they're not sure if they're gay or not. Or if they're going to Nelly's because they know they're gay. Um, no quinoa in your hash brown, though. If you, yeah, if you are those. Because that's your stipulation, but you always forget. I have to remember. Well, I I went previ- recently and I told them, just bring me bacon and eggs. Thanks. <laughs> Um, but I think that's a another really good location. And then, last but not least, Nellie's. As problematic as they sometimes are perceived to be, it is the premier place in D.C. to go to on Sunday currently because we don't have no other place yet. We don't have no. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. We don't have no. We don't have no other place Yet okay. in D.C. Hopefully D.C. will branch and blossom this summer into some other place and we can go and spend black dollars in black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. But right now, that is the place to go. That's where all the visitors come. Mm-hmm. That's where all the cute regulars Everybody go. Everybody knows about it. Every, that's just, just, that's where you, just, um, I've gotten 
plenty of fun Ish. nights out of um, <laughs> Nelly's. So, last but not least, Nelly's. Um, well, I completely disregarded your uh, with the best looking men part, and I put Beacon Hotel because of their buffet style brunch. It's yeah. like a lot of millennials. It's a lot of us there, black millennials, gay, straight. It's a vibe, and I just think it's great. 801 is close to U Street, so you can go to Nelly's if you want to just watch because the people like to put things that don't belong in food items, and you just got to tell them no, none of that, and none of that, and none of that. Thanks. Um, Red Rocks on 8th Street is another oh, yeah. place that I've seen a lot of us congregate, um, black millennials. And so I just feel like you can have a great experience there because I've seen so many of us constantly check in there. We're, we don't continue to go there if it's not great. Martel, you went to a place called um, Alba Osteria? Yeah. What, what did they give you? I meant to ask you about that. It was okay. Um, mostly straight white people, but the food was cool. Oh, great. Because my last place is called The Coop in Columbia Heights. Trade had um, suggested it, and we went. It was um, an eye catcher or two there, but it's not for us, by us. But it was a cute place to go, and we could talk, and the food was decent. The drink prices were nice, because I ordered a... I didn't get a mimosa. I got a something else, but that drink was kind of good, and it was $10, and that's not too bad for D.C., and I felt good afterwards. Um, so the Coop in Columbia Heights is a good place to go. Like if you want to take someone and you want to have a conversation with them. And you want it to appear to be like semi-classy but then like semi-regular. It was really good. I I liked it. Outstanding. So yeah, definitely come to <sighs> D.C. and have brunch. Um, be ready to pay these brunch prices. Hey, Amen. Um, again, the typical brunch here does not start till twelve. <laughs> Some of them last until four p.m. A blessing and a curse. A blessing and a curse. Um, but by and far, DC's brunch life is probably one of the best brunch lives that I've been to. New York is an extremely close second because New York's New York just do a whole production for brunch, and that's a whole nother list. Last name L E N A R D. I know how to pronounce this wrong. What is Lenard? it? Lenard. Okay, great. Jacoby <laughs> Lenard on. How- That's my Charlemagne. Lenard. Keep that. Keep on, it on the playground. Keep that on the playground. Jacoby Lenard wrote us a um, podcast review. It says, "I stumbled upon this podcast late last year, and I've been tuned in for every episode since. The topics are always diverse, and their perspectives are honest, informative, and hilarious. Thank you for getting me through these slow work days." Thank you, Jacoby, for leaving that review. And if you also want to be like Jacoby, make uh, sure that you subscribe to this podcast. It's extremely important because you never know when we're going to upload new shit. And go over to our Patreon. Um, It says L33NP. I know his name, but I just can't think of it right now because this is your name on iTunes. Award winning for a reason. Come through. A current events podcast. The hosts play off each other so well. Close your legs to other podcasts because this is the one. Thank you so much for your reviews. Hashtag award winning for a reason. How about that? Everybody ain't. Close your legs to them other podcasts. Well, shout out to Pride Month. There are a lot of black gay voices out there and we need every voice. Lift every voice. And sing. <laughs> Amen. And sing. Woo. What are you here for this week? And or not. Oh, this week I am not here for YouTube um, 
I started my blog in 2010, a full calendar year later in 2011. I was like, you know, I'll start doing YouTube videos because I want to grow my audience and my black gay voice. And then YouTube started being ads and sponsors and anti-gay and anti-terrorist and all this other bullshit. And right now, during LGBT Pride Month, they are doing stupid shit like running anti-gay ads in front of people's coming out stories. Mm-hmm. And blamed it on their algorithm and saying that um, people need to submit a form to ask that this specific ad not run in front of their video. YouTube, aka Google, y'all got so many billions, would it be, of dollars. Y'all just introduced some new thing where the um, bot can call and make me a her appointment. But the bot, the same bot can't not run a. Um, Religious freedom ad in front of my coming out story. That is ridiculous. I don't know what keywords y'all put in. Then people were saying there was a person who uploaded a video about their coming out story. And then later to check for shade, in parentheses, they put female to male transgender. And then their video was demonetized. Oh, wow. And then YouTube. No, we don't have a list of keywords to... Demonetize LGBT videos, but sweetheart, here go your example. <laughs> it just happened. This just as soon as I put parentheses, female to male, transgender, within the hour, my video that was previously monetized is not monetized anymore. It, and y'all are telling me I need to check and see what's going on with my coin. So fuck YouTube for this. What are they doing? I don't know what's going. On. Fuck your algorithm. Y'all got too much money to be blaming on the algorithm for your gay hate. Get it together. And I'm not here for it. Talk about useless bottoms. Useless bots. <laughs> useless bots. Useless. Um, yeah, I fell victim to that as well. I was like, <laughs> I, I've been making money on YouTube for all these years uh, with the same content. And all of a sudden, now the content is not profitable to YouTube. Oh, okay. But people are still watching it mm. and still watching the ads before it. So, mm. Send me my chick. Suck my dick. Oh, I just, Okay. Cool. I mean, they're not gonna send me the check, so I might as well get something out of it. They might as well suck my fucking dick. Um, I am absolutely here for speaking of sucking dick. Um, I met Lath Ashley in person. That's that ass clapping. <laughs> Somebody's ass would be clapping. Um, and he is just as yummy in person. True. As I would have ever imagined him Very to be. True. And I am absolutely here for my trans brother, Lace Lath Ashley. Um, I prefaced earlier in the episode pegging, and um, what you about to be problematic. And I would like to openly say that if there was ever a time uh, that I would be open to being pegged, Lath Ashley has my information. Um, that young man is scrum dillyumptious. Beautiful. Um, I always knew that he was my Dominican brother. I just did not know that he would smell and taste as good as he did. Um, if you do not know who Lath Ashley is, please Google him. Please find him on social media. He is amazing. I need to get back. Hello. Um, just, you know, 
Figure it out. Figure out why you I'm here. Figure for it out. Figure out why I'm here you for figure it. Figure it out. There's a reason I'm here for this young man. <laughs> I appreciate his voice. I appreciate his aesthetic, obviously. Um, but we need more of him. Lath Ashley should not be like the one readily available trans man that you know off top of your head. Like mm-hmm. the only go to one. And uh, for a lot of people, he is. And it's great that his voice is out there, but. It'd be so much better if we had like 10, 20 of them. I could take 10 to 20 of them. Oh. So I'm absolutely here for it. Let Ashley you know where to find me. Um, It's time for your favorite part because you're an alcoholic. Okay. Our last call. Is yours serious or is yours fun? Because mine's serious. Mine's fun. Okay, great. Let me go first. No pause. Be nice. Tops on never let me go first. Mm hmm. I wonder why. Um, my last call is to justice for gay wedding cakes because because of podcasts like Here for a Podcast and all the other podcasts that I highlight on RonaMatters.com, due to blogs like RonaMatters.com, to influencers like at the Superman and at Ronald Matters, we continue to change the problematic narrative that. I don't even know what the narrative is, but uh, move it, scoot it, get out of my house. It's really not a narrative. Like for a narrative to happen, like it would have to be thought, written, and that's not thought. We continue to like move the the goalposts for these haters, and I'm excited about it. So I know that justice will be here soon. I'm not giving up. Um, I was really excited for um, justice this week, but apparently I didn't receive it. I wanted it this week, but apparently God wanted me to wait a little bit longer. Is it God I'm waiting on, or am I waiting on Beyonce? Child went on this album, and I'm waiting on Justice. I'm waiting on it. Well, you're not waiting on Dick no more, so there's that. Oh. Shout out. That's my second last cough. That could be a second one. Um, well, shout out to him, because he did his job. Um, but shout out to Justice for Gay Wedding Cakes and all of us who continue to do our work in the LGBT community to make sure that it happens someday. Because... Um, they gave us marriage equality, but then they're like, okay, but about the wedding, though, you can't have a wedding. What? Move. Um, That's my last call. My last call this week is to um, a project that has come to fruition. The book is now available on Amazon. I am um, a teensy-weensy bit jealous because um, it's been a dream of mine, a quiet dream of mine. Not everyone knows about it, but... Being Beyonce. That's not quiet. <laughs> um... I've always wanted to write a children's book for LGBT Uh-oh. boys. I didn't um, know this. I know. I said quiet. <laughs> um, but a, a peer of mine beat me to the punch. I still aspire to write a children's book for LGBT boys of color, especially. Um, but his book is already out now on Amazon. Um, I ordered my copy as soon as I saw it being published. It's called My Two Dads. It's about a boy named Jacob who was raised by two fathers. Um, it displays a life from Jacob's point of view and also how some of his friends and families uh, and friends and their family members are structured around him having two dads. Um, the book helps to foster and show that different families may exist, but they all provide love um the book is by dr al um it is illustrated by a friend of his as well the book looks 
absolutely amazing. And as soon as I read it, I will give you a, you guys a full review of it. But it's amazing to me that um, these type of books are possible because a lot of people don't think to give their kids these books. Um, you know, when their sons have an affinity to pink and Barbies, they just want to cast that, cast that shit out and be like, oh, you're not going to be gay. Not in my house. A la Pose, as we saw in Pose. Um, instead of empowering and encouraging possibly an LGBT youth that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they don't become an LGBT youth, they get exposure to people that may be around them. So it's nothing wrong with letting your kids read an LGBT positive children's book, even if they are or are not LGBT themselves. They could have LGBT friends um, and it creates a, an environment of understanding, a positivity, and fun, and not make it the climate of otherism that typically prevails in you know kindergarten and the first couple years of development in life. Pre-K realness. Oh, oh well, he's a little feminine, or he wears pink to school, or he wears a tutu. Because I, I saw a full-grown well, ass he man. Which when he walk? Or I that. With that. I saw a full-grown man walking down Connecticut Avenue in D.C. two days ago in a purple tutu. He was on his way to a march. <laughs> Probably. I don't know where he was going, <laughs> but he pumped. And There's always a march going on in D.C. <laughs> always. <laughs> he pumped. And I think that his life and people like his lives would have been easier had they seen this positive development in mm-hmm. these types of children's books. It's such a niche, but it's a great market because... There are plenty of parents out there that don't know if their child is LGBT or not. And even if they're not, there's nothing wrong with them reading the LGBT book because eventual heterosexual children read all kinds of books. And nobody's like, oh, well, you're going to become a demon because you read R.L. Stein book. No, you just it's a book. You're learning. You're developing. And I applaud Dr. Al for this book. Make sure you go check it out. It is on Amazon. It is available right now. Two dads, my two dads. That is my last call. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Follow the show on the internet, hereforitpod.com. Follow us on social media, Here For It Pod. Send us your questions, comments, concerns to any inbox where you can find us on the internet and hereforitpod at gmail. I'm trying to show you a theme here. Here For It Pod. You can find us anywhere. Um, my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters, another theme. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T H E E S U P A M A N. And you can definitely find me um, apparently on my Vista. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.